Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Um, Tonight's topic is feeling out of control in your blended family and what to do about that. Mm, I feel out of control right now. <laughs> you acted out of control. I'm out of control, you You're guys. out of control. I don't even know what's going to happen right now. Okay. So we are live. If you are tuning in live tonight with us, uh, comment. Let us know what you think, how it's going. Yeah. Questions you have on yeah, topic. We definitely can answer you. So just uh, on the comment tab beside the video you're watching, feel free to ask questions. We're pretty open with our life and our story and... We'll answer as best as we can. All right. Let's jump into it. Yeah. So on Instagram, I love, love connecting on social media because, you know, I feel like blended families, I've talked about this numerous times, but we're so isolated. I don't have any of my immediate friends with the exception of one who lives in a different state. But like my girlfriends, when we sit down and break bread and we're talking about motherhood and parenthood and being a wife and dating or whatever. You still date? Well, they do. But you know what I mean? Like we, I can't, they can't relate to blended family issues. Yeah. So one thing I love about all of our social media interactions on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter is that people often will comment or pose questions to me. And vice versa, I reach out all the time on Blended Family, um, like especially on Instagram, and ask advice, and it's just such a beautiful thing. So we, I say that all the time, beautiful. Um, That's your word. Yeah, it's my world. It's my world and my word. (laughs) You're just living in it. Yeah, your world, I live in it. That's whatever. Um, So I had a, a East Coast friend of ours on Instagram reach out and she a long story short basically she's a stepmom okay and the kids in her home they parent a very specific way right they don't believe in a lot of screen time they're very active they're very wanting to get the kids minds working so there's you know there's reading and hiking and there's just activities a lot of family activity with yeah. one another okay makes feeding sense. mind body and soul yeah um and she said that their her stepchildren's bio mom okay they um when they are with her she's ill and so she, she's Ill. <laughs> she's sick of the kids no or? no no like fit like there's she has an illness oh okay and so because of this i guess she's unable to do a lot of 
these activities. So she doesn't work or anything. She's at home. I mean, I only know what's posed in a question. Makes sense. I don't know the whole full story, but she basically their thing is, is the kids when they are with their mom in that home, spend 80% of their time on, you know, on a computer watching YouTube whatever it is, watching videos, video games. And mom is unable to, I guess, be as active with them as the other household. Yeah, that's a bummer. So basically the question was posed is how do we get the mom and the other household on board with how we are raising the kids in our home because they feel that what they're doing for the kids is superior to 80% screen time at mom's with very little supervision. Um, And they just want it to be different. Yeah, they want consistency between households. And I'm just sitting there like... (laughs) (laughs) So she just asked for advice. And I said, you know, I know we were laying in bed when I... Ooh, baby. We were in bed when I I read this to you. This is pillow talk. Yeah. Our pillow talk is sexy, baby. Mm -hmm. I read you questions. It's like your podcast talk last week. You have no idea. You got pretty wild with your podcast talk last week. It's not aired yet. Or is this a different one? This is the other one. The live one? Ooh, this next week. Yeah, last week's, what was last week's? A bunch of this. It should have been a bunch of this. Right? I, I used one cuss word. No, you used a couple. And I said, Jesus still loves me. And then Just you like said Hannah heck. B, who says on Bachelorette that she's had sex and Jesus still loves her. Well, Go Hannah yeah. B, Bachelorette. And then, and then what was your next phrase? Uh, uh, <sighs> I became a pirate. <laughs> yeah, you were a dirty pirate last week. Anyway, go listen, whatever. So I was just like, I told her that Keep we would... in the story. I'm going to give you theme music while you do it. Go Okay, ahead. so I told her that I would answer this on our podcast because I know when I read it to you, you had a lot you wanted to talk about and it was just too much to type in all that. So we're going to try to broach the subject tonight of what to do when you feel out of control in a blended family, because I think that's the essence of what she's asking, you know, how to control a situation you can't control. Yeah. And what do you always say? Whoever says no holds all the power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can't control kind of somebody same, else, right? right? It's kind of the same situation um, as not really saying no, but you can't control the other people and as yeah. much as you would like to. My opinion on it is the best thing you can do is train your children the best you can to live the best lifestyle at either home. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to really change what they do at the other house to an extent, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you're never going to turn someone into a clone of yourself, and you're never going to berate someone or shame someone into submission in this respect, especially when there's divorce or you're parted ways. I mean, it. I just, it's, it's, it's such, it's a thing we all deal with. We all think what we're doing in our household, I think on some level is better than what's going on in the other household. I think we all do things different. Every we're parent. We're on pedestals. Well, you and I parent differently. I think we all, you know what I mean? We yeah. all have different points of view on how best to do something. Um, and so I would like to say that you can't control the other home. You can't control what the bio mom is going to do. Yeah, that's just the 
bottom line. That's the tough. You'll that's never the tough control of it, right? the other. Yeah, the other household. Right. It's, it's hard enough controlling your children in your own household. Mm-hmm. Right. So back to my point is mm-hmm. that really all you can do is work on them to live the best little lives that they can. So as they grow up, right, they can see the difference between the two. Like that is it. Hanging out and playing yep. video games and doing all that. Yeah, that's all fun and games. But at the end of the day, like you need to work. Right. You know? And I, I try to look for the blessings, you know, blended families get a bad rap, right? Because it's not natural. You've, you've torn your kids apart. You've torn your family apart. There's so much bad associated with blended families. And I get it. Right. I don't even disagree. I agree with all of that. But I think the job of us now, when we are part of a blended family or a support to people in a blended family is we need to stop with that rhetoric and start looking at the silver lining. Yeah. So in this situation, what I was thinking about really just touches on what you just said. You know, it's like, what a blessing that kids get exposure to different lifestyles. Absolutely. Because oftentimes kids are raised in one home in a natural family and that's all they know. And then they go out into the world and they have one frame of reference to navigate the world from. Absolutely. And it's and it's yeah. so it might be so narrow-minded, and it might be, or or it might be broad, but it's always going to be only that one way of teaching. That there's right. only one way to do the laundry. There's only one way to make That's a right. sandwich. You know, whatever. That's all they're be. exposed to. Absolutely. And I mean, we were in therapy or marriage counseling today. Yeah. And, you know, even our our counselor said this to us. It's like kids in a blended family learn very quickly how to morph and and get what they want they they're when they're adults they're able to navigate situations easier because they've learned how to essentially morph into different personalities in different households there's a lot of personalities in a blended family you got the parents you got the step parents you got the step siblings you got your natural siblings right so they're naturally having to change a little bit as they go from person to person house to house yeah and that kind of shapes their world a little bit when they go out into the world yeah you know i think they're they're better equipped to be able to deal with well, different you go, personalities exactly. or, you go to work or school right. or even to the grocery store you're right. always going to have different personalities to sure. deal with right it's a good lesson to learn as a kid Absolutely. so that's one of the ben- i mean not benefits a really weird word to use here but that's that is something that kids can that's take the, away that's from on the positive the, side yeah. that's the plus side for a blended right family. it's not all negative no absolutely and not. i think we need to stop that we need to stop bastardizing blended families um <laughs> is that a bad word bastardizing only half of it is oh for goodness sakes gosh darn it yeah gee whiz jiminy christmas <laughs> almost can you believe that it's already august are you trying to give me a panic attack? Yeah. Anyways. School starts in two weeks. Summers are no more, but that's, I digress. So I think that, um, did I blow a bubble? Maybe. <laughs> I totally she blows blew. bubbles. I blow, it's a party trick. I can blow bubbles. Um, One of many. <laughs> oh yeah, we're live. Ping pong ball trick. Just kidding, kids. Adults. Anyway, (laughs) moving on, Um, you know, the same with kids being exposed to different lifestyles. (laughs) I think it, (laughs) 
Yep. Oh, dear goodness. Um, but really, I think that that's a blessing. You know, they're able to see different ways of life. And so they are better informed to, I believe, knowledge is power. Absolutely. Yeah. Exposure leads to knowledge. So if they see how two different families are living so polar opposite, your kids aren't dumb. You know, when they're older, they're going to understand quality of life and what that means. Yeah. They're going to know what kind of life they want, you know, and ultimately when your kids are adults, you don't have a say in how they turn out anyway. Like they're going to make their own choice, whether they want to sit in front of a, a TV 18 hours a day as an adult or be active in hiking and, you know, going to college and, you know, that their life yeah. choices are, are only yeah. go as, you know, well, and that goes a little deeper too, um, just down to family life and how yeah. their family life is going to be structured. And are they going to do things as a family? Are they even going to have a family? Or was this childhood just so heroic, you know, hero whatever? It was terrible, you know, that they're just like, we're not even going to have kids now. Like, this was such a bad I experience. I hope that's not the case. No, right. So it's our, it's our place to really show them what a good structured house looks like right and what a good family looks like yeah and how to treat one another you don't let the kids just beat up on each other and take right. things from each other and you know eat what they want and sure a- as they want I mean a little bit here and there is good but structure definitely yeah so I want to say to this woman who wrote us that it's really really tough you're not alone but you can't control the other house, obviously. You can't control the uncontrollables. That's right. You can only do the best for those kids under your roof. And so, you know, celebrate that. Celebrate what an awesome life you're giving them um, and talk to them about it. You know, what you can do is that kids are very impressionable, you know, and as they get older, deeper conversations with your children become more appropriate. So it's perfectly fine to sit the children down, you know, and kind of talk to them about why it's beneficial to have an active lifestyle over a sedentary lifestyle. You know, what are the health benefits and, you know, the mental benefits to that? You know, why is it important to sit and do puzzles versus just sitting there watching a TV show, you know? Um, and then also, I don't really know what's going on with the bio mom in this situation, but I think that another life lesson is extending grace. You know, if she's super ill, you know, I think that kids also have to learn to pitch in with that and be understanding of that and be gracious of that um, and be grateful that they have a mom. You know, that their mom isn't six feet underground, but alive and there to love on them. You know, loving on your kids you know, you don't, just because they're not living the lifestyle that you're living in your home doesn't make that love that that bio mom has for their children any less significant or important, you know? So I think it's a lot of changing perspectives and just really talking to your kids about just a lifestyle. Don't put down the mom. Don't put down the lifestyle they're living in their other home. Even though you might really want to, like you just said a second ago, is that the children are very impressionable. Yes. So the hard part about this, I feel like this is such a, I want an answer, I want an answer, and this is just not the answer that they probably want to hear, but this is really just the most realistic answer that you can get out of this yeah, situation. because you can only control what goes on in your right. home. So Truly. being So being able to deal with this now, 
and find ways to cope with this and just make the best out of it on your time. But also doing that without putting down the other household, the other mother, which I I totally understand is going to be so hard to do probably. Mm -hmm. Do that behind closed doors. Do that when the kids aren't there. If you need to vent about it, but don't do it in front of the other kids or the kids at all. Yeah. And something you said, I don't even know if this is on a podcast that's aired yet, but you had said that you're never going to talk their kids, your kids out of loving the other parent or the parent out of loving the other kid. Right. And that's such an important point, nor should you want to, if that's your end goal, stop being a step parent immediately. It's toxic. Right. I mean, that is, that is not love. You know, kids need to be allowed to love the Otherwise other Otherwise, they're going to grow up confused and hateful. Yeah, and, and they will turn on you. Kids are smart, you know. They remember well, things that are said. kids turn into adults. Except for Peter Pan. <laughs> and me. Your hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Peter Pan's your hero. <laughs> I think Peter Pan's got two years on me. Oh, goodness okay. gracious. Want to hear jokes? Okay. Why does Peter Pan fly? Something with a frying pan. I've already told you this. Because <laughs> if someone hit your Peter with the pan, you'd fly too. I knew. Oh, you're welcome, everyone. I got a game. Want to play a game? Sure. I was thinking tonight oh. we could call one of our blended family friends without them knowing it's us. We could prank call them. And we could get them to, to, to choose and decide which one of their kids are their favorite kids. You're, you go for it. I'll, I'll chime in. Do you have it all set up? No, you have to choose which friend. I don't have a blended family friend. You just talked about how many blended family friends you have. She's got one child, one stepchild. I said I don't have blended family friends. You failed friends. my game. Your game was a fail before it even started. Mm. This would have been great. You should have do your research. Comment and let us know if you would no. have liked to see this. <laughs> yeah, if we had any blended I'm gonna family put, I'm friends. I'm going to pull Paul right here. Yeah, but who, who are your blended family friends? You. Do your homework. You're my best friend. That's a lie. You're my best friend. Lie. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so things you can't control. Um, going back to advice for this um, stepmom, you know, I'm also going to extend the same advice that I took. I think I talked about it last week was maybe reach out. I mean, there's no harm in trying to reach out to the bio mom or have your husband reach out to the bio mom and aside, not kids not present, right? And just right. kind of have a talk about um, lifestyle choices and your concerns about, it's perfectly reasonable to reach out and voice concerns that you might have for your children in the other home, you know, legitimate concerns. Yeah. And if you come at it from a loving place, like you, you just a concern versus like an attack, Words matter. Well, so, so, do, so do actions and demeanor. So if you attack, like you said, from a loving point, not even, it doesn't even have to be loving. Take it, take it even further back. If you come at it from no agenda, not being angry, not trying to cause any problems or, you know, just come at it super neutral, mm-hmm. that'll go so much further than, you know, and then if you can take it a step further and be warm and kind, that. That'll take it even further, right? Yeah. You'll get hugs in the bathroom after that. Uh, ooh, that's weird. Uh, Do you get hugs in the bathroom? If they watched the other podcast, they would know what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> 20 seconds? At the county fair. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, so our friend Chris, who's tuning in right now. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Um, he said, if you limit screen time in your home and they are heavy screen users at the other home, does it balance out the average? Ooh, that's a good question. What would you say? Um, I get it. I could see that. But I think it's, you know, kids love to be lazy in this day and age. And so the danger of this, too, is you might find that your kid prefers the home over with all the screens. Well, yeah, it's the Disneyland home. (laughs) Versus the having to actually use their brain and body to pass the time. That's why I love our home. Why is that? I get to stay on screens all the time. I'm on screen right now. Oh, my goodness. You're also 12. Yeah. So, so what's your point? <laughs> um, so I think that's hard. I think it's hard to um, to feel like that. The Disneyland parent thing comes up a lot too in blended families, where you know they get all the fun and games and cakes, and they only come around for the and the the vacations and you know gift time and party time and fun time. Um, and they don't really step in to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, because when that all begins, I'm out. CPS is going to step in. They're going to take me, and <laughs> you're going to jail for child endangerment. Wow. Just saying. My future's not looking good, guys. I have to say that. Um, but anyway, I just think that, what was my point? Now I'm worried about yep. going to jail. I know. I would you not do be. well in jail. Mm. How would you do in jail? I'd be king of jail. You think so? No. I, I mean, maybe. Who would knows? you drop the soap or no. do you pick up the soap? I would throw the soap <laughs> in the eyes, punch it, the teeth out, <laughs> run. You're like, I don't, I don't even know need if I'd even soap. run. You wouldn't even use soap. Would you use soap? Or I'd you'd be, be like, like a monkey. <laughs> wow. That poop was and, good sound effects. Poop and throw. I know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yes. I would not do well in jail. Yeah. Could you picture me in jail? You don't even do well in therapy. You cry. I can't even imagine you in jail. That's really revealing. Is it therapy? It's not even therapy. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Wow. I just called you out. Apparently so. I can still see tears. That's interesting. That's why I called it out. So anywho, um, any other advice you have for the stepmom and that family? I think that, you know, your kids are going to see the lifestyle that you're living when their parents, they're going to have a point. Just know that when their parents themselves and they are raising up children, they will reference your home in their parenting. You will have left an impression on your kids. My dad's calling. I'm going to see if it'll, if it'll work. You there? <laughs> Hello? Are you there? I'm here. What are hey, you doing? Hey, what time is it? <laughs> what time is it? It's 7.21. Yeah, on what day? Thursday, right? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> hi, you're live. You're live. Say hi to everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. He can't wait to what? be a guest on here. Yeah. Sounds like I already am. You are. Who's you your are. favorite kid between Eric, Heather, and Callie? Boom. Yeah. He said yes. Who's your favorite, That's though? my middle name. Yeah. That's my middle name. Yes. <laughs> Who's your favorite wife? Well, let me see. I've got so many. I yeah. know. <laughs> Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. Shout out to the folks. Yeah. Any um, advice for parents who feel out of control? 
parents that feel out of control. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you know, out of control how? Physically, emotionally? Like, uh, you know, even when your kids are in high school and they're being adults, or your kids are adults and you have no power anymore in their decisions they make and you watch your children make I mean I know your children are perfect and you've never had to deal with this before but let's just suspend reality and assume that your kids have made questionable choices that you wouldn't have necessarily agreed with or supported but you are they're adults now and you have no power or I mean speak to that do you have advice for parents in that position yep you're still their parents, right? You have to have a very serious conversation with them. We've had those serious conversations. Me and you? Yep. Have me we? and you and Mom and you and some of the me others. And Heather, me and Heather and Callie. And we've all had those serious conversations. Right. Do you... Some of them aren't easy. Some of them are kind of tough. Yeah. But you're still a parent. you got to do it. Do yeah. your job. That's good advice. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So you just don't phone it in when they're 18. You actually still parent past 18. Absolutely. And it's got to start before, right? You guys didn't wait till I turned 18 and moved out of the house to start parenting me. Oh, no. No. Oh. It, it starts, starts the day your feet hit the ground. Jeez. Or that's my... a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was just having a conversation with Heather. You know, she, she's got to learn. Well, Heather's. Uh, certified in CCR, and so you know she they had to go to a CCR class before they get to bring the baby home or watch videos and stuff. And she's already got the CCR down, but she said she didn't know if she could do it. You know, if it, yeah, if, the baby if, if it came to it. okay, and they... I said, you know, the mother instinct kicked in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And once you know how to, my younger sister yep. just had a baby. For all you people who don't know. Every one of you probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's good advice. You're never, st- you never, you never just give up because your kids are adults. You always continue to rein them in and parent them. I love that. I know a lot of parents just think that, oh, well, they're adults. Let them make their own mistakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to make their own mistakes, but, you know, you, you can't rescue them all the time. You know, if they're in danger of hurting themselves or somebody else, you've got to, you have to intervene. But, you know, there comes a point where a parent has to let them learn the tough lessons. You know, and it's hard for a parent to do it. You guys know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to let your child learn a hard lesson. Yeah. I'm, I'm dealing with that. Not even a hard lesson, a very basic life, simple lesson right now with, with my son. He wants to spend yeah. his, he wants to spend his money on everything, all the time, and trying. Yeah, I, I finally got to the point the other day where I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, that's your money. You go spend it on whatever you want, and we'll see next time you want something what you're gonna spend it on. Right. Yeah, and, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, he's he's pretty smart that way, but also, you know, there has been times. I mean, but you gotta, you know, I'd rather him do it now with a few hundred dollars versus later in life with a few hundred thousand dollars. Right. You know. So. Yep. Teach them good, good, basic um, financial principles now when they're young and it can sink in, you know, and you're only dealing with, like you say, 
you know, a few dollars instead of, you know, a lot of money, which can be, you know, life altering or life changing in some yeah. cases at yeah. a later time. Yeah. You know, good choices, good decisions. That's My recommendation true. for anybody that's listening, get your kids and take your kids and go to it with them through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Oh, it's a good plug for Mr. Dave Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's, it's great things. And, you won't always get a hundred percent out of that. Uh, and especially living in California, you can't do some of the things that you're supposed to, but there's a lot that you can get out of it and it'll heighten your awareness and make you aware of things that you should be doing or things that you could be doing differently. And it's just a great stepping stone tool. Better believe it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That a lot. All right. Yeah. Well, well thank you well, so much for the good advice <laughs> for unexpectedly calling in, but uh, I'll give you a call <laughs> when, we're, when we're done here. Thanks hey, for being, thanks well, for being a guest today. <laughs> Was I your first caller? You uh, are our well, first caller. Technically, I was our first caller. <laughs> yeah, but that was horrible. This is way That's better. Right. Oh. That's right. I remember listening to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for calling <laughs> in. We appreciate it. Okay. All right. Talk All to you right. later. You're welcome. Talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think that you never can underestimate the influence you have over your own children. And so the focus needs to be not on what you can't control, but on what you can control. And that is, you know, you have to lay your head on your pillow at night. So that means you need to be able to do what you feel is right by your kids in your home. And, you know, if there's genuinely concerns about your kids being in the other home, then what the other measuring you know, the measuring stick I use is if, am I going to take this to court? Yeah. Like, is this worth going to court over? Are my kids in enough? It's never been like, I'm not saying that I, but seriously, like when I get angry, you know, am I going to go before a judge and put my kids through it, put our money in that? Well, now I'll just say after seeing me go through some of that stuff, yeah, you learn. And I think for her and I both, it was a great life lesson. Like some of the stuff just isn't worth going to court over. It's not worth arguing over. It's easier just to figure stuff out on your own. If you're able to, if your children aren't in danger and it's something you can just work through, just do it outside of court. Absolutely. But I mean, that's if you feel like you have no control, you have no power. The person saying no, sometimes in a blended family, that is, that is the only way to make a true change. Yeah. You know, but also do it. We always go back to the kids on this, but do it with the kids best interest in mind, not your best interest, not what you want to do and what you want to get out of this. But truly, what is the best thing for your kid? Right. And I know that a lot of people disagree with how things are being done in another household, but you need to step back from the emotional side of that and genuinely examine, are the kids being harmed? You know, is is this an unsafe environment? Are they in danger? And yeah. I use those words very specifically because if not, if it's just you wish things were different, yeah. I mean, I wish I grew a money tree in my backyard. We could, but the government would take it. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> so is there anything in our blended family? That you feel out of control in? Yeah. What is it? I can't talk about it, though. Why? Because. Talk about it. It's so embarrassing. 
What is it? Flagellants? <laughs> yeah, but not mine. I know. I know. I fart. What? <laughs> no, not really. Um, I, I'm pretty secure with our, with our family. I feel like our family is always growing stronger though. As long as we're, as long as we keep working on it and it's getting yeah. stronger, I'm okay with that. I think once you just kind of go, okay, this is how things are. And this is, I'm just going to accept my family blended or not. I'm just going to accept my family the way it is. I think that's kind of giving up. That's kind of. Yeah. But know. have you ever felt out of, I mean, I can relate to this stepmom a whole lot. Have you ever felt out of control co-parenting? At the beginning I did. I think we've really come to a place. I'm not, I'm not a good one for this. I'm, I really not in a long time. Like I haven't felt out of control. I'm going to start also, bringing gold stars to our bot podcast. No, but and also just them let to me you. finish my sentence before you interrupt me six more times. Seven. But also I no longer try to take control. And I think that's a big part of being out of control is when you, a lot of times you feel out of control when you try to just control the situation. So if you just accept, okay, I'm going to co-parent and I'm not going to manipulate or change or try to make the situation what I want it to be, as long as you co-parent and you aren't trying to control it, Mm -hmm. you do it together, I think that takes that out of control feeling out of it. Yeah. Right. I haven't felt out of control in, in a few years. Well, our kids are all reaching teenager years, right? They're getting older than me. (laughs) they've matured far past you for sure. But that's, so our kids are going to enter the partying phase. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about like vaping, smoking weed, alcohol, sneaking out of the house, trying to sneak people into the house, going to parties, saying they're somewhere when they're not actually there. Um, Curfews. Curfews. What else? Sex. You know, all the things that teenagers are going to want to gravitate towards because they're feeling adult, they're feeling like adults. Yeah. And you're trying to co-parent that. <laughs> you know, I think this is where kids can start using the two households really against each other. Well, the kids are getting smarter at this point, too. Mm-hmm. So they start manipulating it if yeah. they play that game. Or what do you do if, like, one household knows a child is drinking or vaping or smoking weed or um, buying pornography? That, too. I don't think you can buy it any longer. I think it's just on the Internet now. Okay. Well, they got into stepdad's dirty magazines. Dang. Or, you know, whatever. Okay. And you don't really have any control over that, but you're hearing it. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that situation? You can't do a ton. Uh, again, this kind of comes back to the original topic of this. You really have to do the best with what you can with your child. You, you know, you can only do so much and parent them when they're under your old your own roof unless you're able to co-parent with the other parent. Yeah. Right? So when they're under your roof, if they are dabbling in this, mm-hmm. it's kind of a pun. It went right over my head because I'm just getting so angry. Are you? Yeah. Well, I kind of want to hear why, but I want to finish my sentence. So if your kids are dabbling, there's that pun again, in this. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Okay. This is why I married her. She will laugh at anything. 
So Are you gonna say it again so I can laugh. I was kinda thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, if you're <laughs> this is just getting silly now. Dabble. The only thing that we can do, yeah, but yeah, but dabble do. Listen, it's like dribble. Oh which is gross. All right, there goes our viewership. Did you just started. snort on air and pounded the table? Sorry. All right. Anyways, <laughs> so the only thing you can do is control the kids to the best that you can without pushing them out while they're yeah. in your household, right? Yeah, and part of me, you know, it's, it, uh, you know. Dabble. Oh, dribble. There's so many words to say right now. Yep. But um, I think that you need to start. I think that is a united front is so important. And if your kids are young and you're able to start chipping away at, ma- at forging a good relationship with the other parents, it's so worth it. Absolutely. Because as your kids become teenagers, you're going to need those open lines of communication. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah. In my co in my parenting but and it co-parenting needs to start walk. When they're young. Yeah, like you need to let go of all the petty bitterness. And I let me tell you, I'm such a bitter human. I forgiveness is super hard. I hang on to stuff, you know. Truly, like I work on that. I it's a it's hard for me, but I also know that that doesn't bear any fruit. Like nothing good comes from holding on to negativity and bitterness and anger and resentment. No one benefits from it. And you cannot grow when you're stuck in that cement. So really, I think that if you want to have any sort of control, and that's a, I use that word loosely, yeah. because I think that if you have a united front, then you feel more in control. So you need to start doing baby steps even to try to repair and rebuild and forge relationships with the other parents so that you guys can present as best as you can a united front for when these kids are teenagers i'm so scared of teenagers yeah i'm so scared when our kids are 17 and just never be one so just don't worry great you need to be breastfed still well forever should we talk about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) another podcast how eric breastfeeds yeah (laughs) i'm Uh, gonna give you a bottle no our podcast no 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 that's not real breastfeeding i'll pump bottle feeding (laughs) defeats the whole purpose oh whatever yeah so if you haven't already started building that relationship with your kids that you feel that you can talk with them yeah and really you know just kind of get deep in conversation with them Mm -hmm. silly serious you know whatever on all levels, you need to start that now because that's right. Tomorrow's that's too advice. late. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about feeling out of control in regards to your blended family under your roof. Yeah. Um. Do you? Because I think that's something that well, a you lot were of just, you were just asking me about that and saying that you were. I was, and then you passed right by my question. Well, well, well I because I I got a gold star for that one. Mm. How do you, do you feel out of control in our blended family sometimes? Yeah, but I think this is what exactly we're working on, and I think that in regards to like step parenting, I feel like I have no control 
I think that that a lot of step parents feel like that. Right. Now, is that your reality or is that how you feel? Um, I think this is something that we are working on in our marriage. Is Dig just deep. Is di- that your reality or is that how you feel? Deep. I, do I need to bend over? Dude. I don't. <laughs> um, I think that that is my perception. Okay. Thank you for being honest. I'm just curious because of a course. lot of people probably have the same thing where they're like, right. if I step in, I'm going to get in trouble. Or if I step in, the kid's going to be mad at me and hate me and never. Well, I just think it, it starts. I think it begins with your your relationship what i'm learning a lot and what i would pass on to other blended families is that you're only as good as your marriage your fa- your blended family and your relationship with the kids is only as good as your marriage is yeah that's great advice yeah so i that's what i'm learning as we're going through you know counseling and just being married and bringing things to light that are just really difficult step parenting is difficult um, and well, I, I, a lot of people on, you know, Instagram and it, I'm not alone in that. And so I think that we feel out of control because on some level our marriage is, we don't have the solid support. Who am I? I'm doing the. You're Ross. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, f- he watches friends with me. This is how much this man loves me. Until she starts snoring and then I leave. <laughs> um, Ross is like this. Oh, that's what he does. Bring yeah. it down just a little With bit. The hands yeah. side by side, yeah. Um, for all the people listening on podcast. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. I forget that word. They can't see. Gesture. But I think that, so I think that when you're trying to fix something in your blended family, when you're trying to fix a relationship with your kids or your stepchildren, and even your children, you know, you need to look first towards your marriage and see where you need to grow and, you know, how connected you are with your spouse. Well, you and your spouse need to be the head of that household. You need to be on the same page. You definitely need to be a united front, right? And if you're a, and if you're a Christian family, you need to have God at the top, then you, then the children. Mm -hmm. Some, some of you may not be, you know, but always when it comes to your household, you need to be above the children with your spouse. Yeah. Not you, as a man or as a woman above your spouse and then above the kids or put your spouse above you, which we've seen. We need a drawing. I got one right here. For all of you <laughs> listening, <laughs> if you're listening to us. He's holding up our blended life this logo. This is our logo. This needs to be you right here. Just the I thought tip. that was God. That's the tip. Is God not the tip? This can be. God's up here. He's way above us. Oh, God's not even in the picture. He's just He's over us. us. Yes. He's the flashlight. Okay. Continuing on. Yeah. But really, though, and then your kids, everything else needs to fall down further. Yeah, but it is, it is. But you need to be, you and your spouse need to be. Connected and number one. Connected and the head of your household. Right. And I think so. I think that step parenting gets more difficult. Why is it now just saying we're on air? We are. We've been on air. Oh. Um, I moved our mouse. Sorry. Oh, that's I was fine. using our mouse pad. But I think that when. There's a there's a communication deficit in your marriage um, that trickles down into the ki- relationship with the kids. If you are not feeling supported, you know, I will share something that I feel. I feel like it's sometimes I don't feel supported. Now, this is my perception. I know. 
I know this is not your mindset or how you feel or what you in. think. And I'm aware of that. I think this is my. And you are completely entitled to your thoughts, your feelings, and your opinion. Thanks. No, I mean, that's why I'm not like correcting you on this because. It is just my perception. Yeah. And I think it can change. And I, I think that. But anyway, I think so when if you have a difficult relationship with your stepchild, you know, you look at. Look at how your marriage is. Do you feel supported by your spouse in that relationship? Do you have, is your spouse backing you up? You know, is your spouse not stepping in and letting you handle a situation with your stepchild? You know, is your spouse um, being your support or is your spouse always rescuing their child from you? Is your spouse stepping in when you should be stepping in? Or stepping out. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it just, it's, it's a hard situation. Right. So sometimes I think you feel out of control when you're a step parent because the marriage, especially when you're newly married in a blended family, it takes time. It takes time to learn how to co-parent with your spouse. Right. It takes time to find your family values. I'm not talking about like God. I'm talking about like bedtimes, discipline, um, respect, whatever table manners, table manners, dishes in the sink, um, shoes all over the house. My daughter drives us all crazy. Um, you know, I think that you have those things you have to iron out, you know, what, what are we trying to instill into these kids? Cleanliness, hygiene, communicate them. Don't let that overwhelm you. Don't let the shoes at the bottom of the stairs or in front of the couch or under the table or under the bar or under the fridge or <laughs> outside on the grass yeah. by the trampoline. We can keep going. <laughs> Don't let yeah. that frustrate you and drive you crazy and never talk about it, but also don't let it make your head explode and freak out about it because these are all things that can be corrected and fixed and you can learn about. Mm-hmm. And these are things that are going to set the kids up, whether you need to tell them once or twice or 10,000 times, it's all going to matter little by little. Right. And it's going to correct the behavior. And the biggest thing that makes me think of this is table manners. Table manners aren't something that a kid just learns right off the bat. You have to demonstrate them. I think we talk about that in the podcast coming up next week. Just a tiny bit. We touched on table manners, don't we? I don't know if it's edited out or not. I can't remember. But next week's podcast is actually going to be pretty interesting. It's we'll a, see if it, if we get permission to air it. It's a two-part podcast. Mm. And it's kind of, what would you say, risque? I think it's just a very... Uh, I think it's a very real topic. Let's talk about the topic real quick. Let's kind of prep everyone in case if we can it, launch it. If we can't watch it, it's just because it's out of respect for somebody's marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I mean, but we sat down with my friend who has a um, transgendered stepchild and an only child in the home. So there's one child and we we sat down with um, her and discussed what stepmom life looks like in her home and then dealing with the transgender piece as well and talk about feeling out of control that is that podcast was really hard I um it was a two-hour week we, we could have kept going yeah we could have kept going yeah. we shot it in two separate 
two separate uh, sections. sections. Just so you could all take a break. Just so I could edit it for <laughs> a week. Straight. Anyway, so, but talking more about being out of control, I want to also bring up as step parents are out of control and, and talking outside of our marriage, I think step parents feel out of control too a lot of times because they're not the, especially if the other biological parent is in the picture. I think that what ends up happening is that the biological parents are a team. Like that's how I see you and my ex, your ex. I see you guys as a parenting team more than I even see you and me as a parenting team. And I think that's where the right. But because you guys decide together and I, that's, you know, what school is going to have, like, you know, you guys decide how you're going to discipline you guys decide about vaccinations. You guys decide about, you know what I mean, what activities that your yeah. kids are going to participate. Those conversations don't happen with me. However, they, so, sh- they should. you should be part of that equation, though. But I'm not. You can be, though. Whose fault, are, whose fault is that? Is that my fault? That do you bring not? me into that? I try to. I truly do. Really? I'm going to start recording our conversations. They're going to become podcasts. Anyway, I'm not to get into a fight on here because that's not productive. But plus, it's child abuse. <laughs> but I think that I, you know, I think that step parents feel out of control because they they don't have any real legal rights and a lot to of a it's child perception. Yeah, but you have no legal rights. You have no say. You know, you can't go take your your stepchild to the doctor even and seek medical care or a dentist appointment or, you know, there's just some things that you are not in the inner circle. I mean, I think that's it. It's still very much the natural parents are in the inner circle and the step. That's got to be a lot of, of, yeah, that's got to be a around a little bit, a big, big struggle for a lot of step parents, especially where, you know, situation, not like ours, but a situation where, you know, you're very present as, parent and step parent and then right. maybe the other household is not present at all you know at least at the beginning of this we were talking about the family you know the other mom you know is sick but the kids are at least still there right. what about a family where you know mom or dad just don't exist at all or they live in a different state and they only see them every so often or they don't see them at all or yeah. they're incarcerated or Whatever it may be, right. you know, that's got to be even even worse because now you're raising these kids. These kids love you. They respect you. You know, you have what feels like a natural family because some blended families do. But now you have no power. Right. Which was kind of my first marriage and blended family. Right. You know, I raised her as mine and I had realistically no power. Do you ever feel out of control? Do you still? Did you then? I used to. You used to? Yeah, when we... when. My ex and I separated. I felt out of control because I had zero power. I was torn apart from her. I was torn away from her. Put a big rift. You're in talking her. about your daughter who's 16, right? Well, the 16 now. She was 12 at the time. When you two divorced, correct. And so, what did that look like? Like no, how? She was younger than that. I lie. Yeah. Your was, son was five. Me. He was five. So how old would your she daughter have been? Nine. nine. Yeah. So then what did that look like? Like, why did you feel out of control? Were you just unable to be there for her like you wanted no, to I be? No, I wanted to be there for her. I had no legal rights to her. So yeah. if my ex decided, hey, I don't want you 
I want to punish be around you. you or I want to punish you. I can take your rights away of going and picking her up from school. You can't pick her up. If you pick her up from school, the cops can be called or whatever it may be. That's really you know, hard. And stuff like that where it's like, well, you know, you can go month, two months, however long without seeing your stepchild, which you consider your child. And who you've raised. Or, yeah. Or <laughs> full can be, time. Exactly. Or, and yeah. still continue to as things come up. Right. right. And things are needed. Um, but how did you deal with being, feeling out of control? Like as a man in, take yourself back to that time period as a man and a father, what did you do to get through that time? What were your coping mechanisms? Help other dads learn how to get through that when they feel out of control. I don't think I had a lot of coping mechanisms. I think I needed to just push on day through day and be the best father that I could to my son at the time. So you focused on what was in front of you. I focused on what was in front of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't cause any further problems mm-hmm. with my ex that needed, you know, if, if it didn't need to be an issue or a problem, I didn't bring it up. It wasn't a problem. Sure. And I really just made sure that I was there and able to be there if the tables turned. Right. If my daughter was able to come, you know, stay with us or be back around us and slowly everything soften and you know that was she's you know free to come and go as she pleases right yeah yeah I think that's great advice so you sometimes you take it day by day minute by minute you know you really focus on what you can control um and you put your energy there I want to talk about really quick before we close up um close out whatever wrap it up Ooh, that's good advice kids wrap it up Good advice, kids. Don't do it at all. <laughs> Don't do what? Eat candy okay. and not brush your teeth. Right. Cavities suck. Cavities are bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, kids feel out of control in a blended family. And I think that they are not equipped to, they're not equipped to really convey that because they don't have a reference. They don't have, they don't have the maturity to be able to express how out of control kids feel or don't even realize that they are out of control. A lot of kids have no idea. They just think that's normal. That's just yeah. life. Well, and when kids act out, oftentimes they're feeling out of control. And so how to fix that is kind of simple. You need to create consistency, routine and boundaries, especially in a blended family. You know, they are kind of floundering for a new normal and trying to make sense of the world and adapting now to two homes and new people. And there's a lot of variables that normal kids, not normal kids, I don't mean to say that, but kids who don't have to, kids who are not from divorce just don't have to deal with the amount of variables that kids who have parents who are divorced. So I think that, You need to really, really, really examine your home and your routine. I know a lot of people are like spontaneity and go with the wind. That's fun at the time. Take life as it comes, but it's not, you know, kids need boundaries. Boundaries makes kids feel safe. Even if they push back and they're mad about it or whatever, I promise you on a level they can't express, it makes them feel safe. Boundaries routine, knowing what to expect, um, discipline, discipline, like, but whatever it is, you need to be consistent as much as you can, at least in your home. 
I mean, it probably isn't going to cross over to the other home. That's just the reality of our life. But, you know, your home, you definitely can control, you know, the consistency level. And then that also means you and your spouse being on the same page. Yeah. And you it's, know, with and it's everything. For such, it's only, realistically, it's only for 18 years. According to your dad, it's forever. Right. But wow. I mean, the real controllables and then being in your house. Yeah. And just having to go that extra mile and put in that extra effort. So just do it now and be thankful you did later. Yeah. Because I bet you if my dad was still on the phone, he'd be thankful that they put in as much effort with us kids that they did. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, not and to you put know, another gold star on me, but I think, you know, the three of us turned out pretty well. Yeah. You're all good kids. Um, your mom said that sometimes you have to let your kids fall on their face. Sometimes you have to let your mother fall on her face. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Back to that. Just kidding. I would never trip you, mother. Yes, you would. Oh, just kidding, mother. I would trip you. We all know the real you. Would I really trip my mother? If you were really? mad at her. If I was mad at her. You get angry at everyone. You think I would trip her? No, you love your mom. I tell I her this know. all the time. She's like, he doesn't love me. you're making the viewers think that I'm like a physically violent person. You're not physically violent. I've never seen you be physically violent towards anyone. Because she doesn't I've never seen games. him be jealous. I have been to plenty hockey games. Don't pull that. I'm just teasing you. I know. Anyway, feeling out of control. I'm getting out of control myself. Well, we better wrap this up then. All right. Well, that's our advice on when you feel out of control in a blended family. I think that we're all in good company in that regard. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of personalities. Yeah, it's a blended family. Yep. And that's what we are. You guys oh, liked this episode, God. thought it was crazy, silly, funny. If you have jokes to add to my jokes, put them right here in the comments. They'll I would be better. Love to right hear now, good then. jokes. Do you have a good Peter Pan joke? <laughs> I want something hear about Peter Pants. That's you, Peter Pants. Peter Pants. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to like us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ring the bell so you can be the first to know when new episodes pop up. We're hoping to air a really fun one, not fun. It'll be two segments if we air it, and they will be back-to-back. So stick with us for a two-hour episode, hopefully this next week. And if not, we'll have another online live episode for you. And if you're listening to us, thanks for listening to us. Check out all of the social media and give us some likes. Yeah, thanks, you guys. We appreciate your time. Thanks, you guys. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.